My first note on Jacob's ladder is Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. He's tall. I'm so excited. He's so, I, <laughs> he's so tall. He's six five. He's six five. That explains so much. Six five. Six five. He is gargantuan. Christ. Here's the thing. This is not a movie you can make a lot of jokes about. And the only joke I have is about how tall he is. Not in like a mean way. No, but yeah. I think the only funny thing I had to say the entire time is about how he's so fucking tall. Yeah, this is not going to be a very fun and funny episode. No, it's not. I, like... For context, I have seen this movie before, and I love this movie. Watching this movie last night, I had to turn it off. I got too upset. I couldn't finish it. I took a lot of pauses. I took a lot of pauses. I've already seen it. I know what happens, and I'll tell you the exact moment when I had to turn it off and why, and maybe we'll laugh. That might be a time that we laugh, actually. Fair enough. There you go. We're like, we're getting ready. We're like, there's got to be something. Sprinkling the laughs in when there's half an hour of movie left. (laughs) I did do that thing where I like looked at an actor for about five minutes and was like, I know where I know them from. I did one of those in this movie too. Was it Max Medina oh from Gilmore Girls? It was not. Oh, that oh, was mine. I don't think so. <laughs> That's so cool. Mine was um, director McCone from X-Men First Class. Ah, damn it. <laughs> He's such a minor character in this movie. He doesn't even get a name. I saw him on screen. I went, that's Max Medina from season two of Gilmore Girls. He's only in one season of Gilmore Girls. Okay, that's cooler than mine because that's a really deep. (laughs) And I was like, that's Max Medina. First name and last name of the character. (laughs) Welcome to the Fright of Your Life podcast. I'm Tara. And I'm Riley. And we're here to walk you through the 100 scariest movie moments of all time. As determined by the Bravo TV network in the year 2004. And today, the movie with the 21st scariest movie moment of all time is Jacob's Ladder from the year 1990, directed by Adrian Lin. Man. I neglected to mention Adrian Lin making his, I presume his, actually, I don't know, his second appearance on the podcast. Oh, what was the other one? Fatal Attraction. Oh, shit. You're so right. Isn't that oh, fascinating? Go is Adrian yeah. Lin a man or a woman? I want to look this up. I want to know that. Adrian Lin is a man. Okay. Something I love about this is that it has 1990s movie piano. It <laughs> sure does. The piano goes hard in this movie. It really it does. It tugs at your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. It says it's time to cry. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah this movie's harrowing it really is this movie is so upsetting i texted tara like maybe like half an hour into it i was like oh yeah i forgot this is like the scariest movie in the world yeah (laughs) like i feel so deeply unwell (laughs) well that's the thing too because it's like like not to be like oh it's like real but like you know you're sitting there and you're like oh wow like that's so fucked up and it's like oh yeah and that happened and it happened so much worse it like all the time to a million people this opening scene is like saving private ryan levels uh, of like war atrocities yes and like is not talked about nearly as much no yeah like (sighs) this is grotesque this is like this was hard to stomach this is like, okay, <laughs> I have two points of comparison. The one is Saving Private Ryan, which like they showed us that in high school, which maybe they shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, and I, they were like, if you need to leave, you can leave. And I like went out because I thought I was going to throw up yeah. and I didn't. But like, there's just, it's just limbs coming out of Everywhere. bodies. Uh, and it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's just a lot to look at. And like, like a gore level, which I have seen like in a recent TV show now. Yeah. And this is like longer than i've been alive this movie so that's impressive that they could do that and all the effects in this movie were shot live in camera none of it was post-production it was all 
just there. Like, can you imagine? I would be so ill on set. I would be like, I can't I know, look at that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, like the fake trench foot and everything. Like, <sighs> I I wrote like desolation of war, and it's like, yeah, dude, no shit. But still, it's a lot. It's just a lot. Yeah. So as you may have gathered, but we have neglected to mention, the movie begins in the <laughs> Vietnam War. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's a good point. Where our lead Jacob Singer is with his um, battalion platoon. Both of those are words that get used, I think. With his troops um, in Mekong, in the Mekong Delta. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it's just, it's bad. <laughs> it's just bad. So they seem to be anticipating that some sort of, I guess it wouldn't be an ambush if they're anticipating it, but some sort of attack is coming. Right. It's just them kind of waiting for something to happen, which is a very right. unnerving sort of concept. But it's like also like that. It's like the duality of that, and then they're also like making poopy jokes at each yeah, other. Yeah, because Jacob went to like shit in the bushes, and he comes back yeah. and they're like making poop jokes and dick jokes, and like they're having so much fun. Yeah, one of the guys I don't know who it is, but he goes, "The professor got beaucoup shits, man," <laughs> which is a lot in French, and that made me laugh. Which a lot of this opening dialogue was improvised by the guys. Oh, that's- <laughs> so good yeah and then one guy's like no you're like jacking off in there why don't you come jack me off and he's like i don't have a tweezer like and they're just like they're having so much fun and i just love it and then immediately somebody's like oh fuck they're here like it's yeah they are having a great time which can only mean one thing someone spots movement in the tree line and they are just like immediately under attack but as this is happening there are at least two men who are experiencing some like this one guy's getting this really intense headache and he just like falls onto the ground and starts convulsing and like one Mm -hmm. guy his head is hurting him so much he just starts like spinning around in circles it's like and and everything's happening so fast like there's not time to process what's going on it's just a lot of chaos people's limbs are going off like heads are exploding and I literally wrote, it's like when everyone is like seizing and collapsing and like when things are happening, people that don't normally happen like under fire, but happen in like crazy other circumstances. And I was like, is not when they started testing with psychedelics? And uh, yes, (laughs) that's (laughs) your answer. The end. (laughs) So they're filming. It's like a lot of it. Some of it is like steady, but a lot of it is filmed like handheld shaky camera, which is extremely effective and disorienting. Um, And then my next two notes are just arm and leg um it's truly awful to see it's just like yeah. these limbs hanging off of people it's like sinewy Ugh. and like yeah, yeah. Blo- it's so graphic it is so it's graphic. Incredibly graphic why don't people like, talk about this movie every day this movie is no, amazing literally. because like there's like a very vivid star like minor spoiler for yellow jacket there's a plane crash and somebody's limb gets detached are we all shocked <laughs> um but like and it's like again like i have this like vivid memory of that little clip and it like is that's a 2021 filmed episode of television this is a 1990 movie and they look the same and it's like where i feel like in like a tv show or a movie today like that one arm would be like the focal point of like it'd be like oh my god look at this arm but like in Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. movie that is like we see it for a split second because there's so much other shit happening there's like 20 of those going on at the same time it is so overwhelming and cool I mean, cool is a and bad word like, for it, but it's cool. No, it's, it's well, it's incredible. I love this like, movie. Things can be upsetting and then Platter. also like, that's sick. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of that. <laughs> no, you should. God, there's also a soldier who's just like sitting there and like crying and he looks so confused. And yes. I wrote, fuck, fuck, 
fuck I want to stop I want to go home I was in my home these are amazing actors these are amazing performances like this is the first yeah less than 10 minutes of the movie we just got Literally. here we just got here. we are right yeah it's it's we're immediately in Holy it we get like two shit. minutes of like pretty music and like penis jokes and then it's like okay guess what <laughs> and so jacob has escaped into the tree line somewhere he's running away but someone manages to sneak up on him and attack him and stab him like bayonet him i don't know if that's the right word yeah but it's, no, i think you're right he gets stabbed so good like right in the right in the guts like where the important stuff is you know so awful because we like see it in pov mm-hmm. um we get a lot of pov shots and yeah. it's again like really effective and we really are awful. jacob <laughs> We are Jacob. Tag yourself. I'm the latter. Um, <laughs> but we see him get stabbed and then he like wakes up on the train, like with his hand over the side of the wound. Yo. And like, that's fucking genius. He wakes up on the train, looks up and sees an anti-drug PSA on the yeah. top of the subway train, which I thought was very funny. And it, it says like hell. Yeah. <laughs> and also like, I always forget like the subways were really bad in the 1970s. So it's like broken glass all over the floor. It looks like a war zone. Train. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he like walks into the next car and asks this woman sitting there like, Hey, did we pass Bergen street? And I was like, shut the fuck up because I, I've passed Bergen street before. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no shit. But I was like, you can't just name drop a station that I know about. You can't do that. Um, but the person, I don't think they answer. The woman doesn't answer. She just stares at him and doesn't say yeah. anything. Which, like, yeah. Because <laughs> that's the thing about this, like, I guess this isn't the opening scene, but the thing about this scene is, like, what is happening is, like, one tick off from normal, but it's not yes. so abnormal that it's impossible, you know? Right. But it's just really right. unsettling because you're like, I don't know if this should be happening right now. Or, like, is right. something wrong? Because she just stares at him and he moves mm-hmm. to his seat and sits down and he notices there's a person sleeping on the train, like laid out across yeah. many seats, just like twitching, which again, just could be something that yeah. is happening to someone just twitching, but with like their face covered with a scarf. Yeah. 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 And he gets up to get off the train and he looks at this person and sees what can only be described as like a tentacle that looks yeah, like, like a tail coming out between their legs, but it like goes out and back in so fast. Yeah, like skitters in. Yeah. I was like looking down to take notes and I looked up and I was like, is he getting flashed? And it's like, no, that's not person body parts. That's like, you're like, was that a penis? Like, what, what, like, because right, it happens exactly. so fast. You're like, did I really, see, like, what even was that? Uh, moving I mean, on. Penis? <laughs> Tail. <laughs> that's yeah. what I wrote. Oh my God. I love this movie. <laughs> Um, no, it's so fucking good. But also to make matters worse, he gets off at his stop and like the fucking subway's like gated shut. I'm like, do they do that? Can they do that? He's I just trapped there. No, that was, I read, um, I believe the screenwriter got the idea for this movie because he had a nightmare about like waking up in a boarded off subway station. Oh. And he's like, that would be super scary. And then the rest yeah. of the movie happened. That's insane. <laughs> What's funny too, so he's like locked in the subway, but he looks across the platform and sees that the other exit doesn't seem to be like chained over or anything. He can like see the sun coming in. And I said, okay, greatest desire and biggest fear unlocked. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like, I don't know, like as a, as a a lifetime New Yorker, I just want to get in there. I want to walk around in there. Oh yeah. So bad, but you can't. But you should not be on the train track. (laughs) No, I recommend a lot of never about being it. on there. Actually, 
but he like gets down onto the um the tracks and i was like i swear to fucking god if you step on the third rail i know like going and he like taps it with his toe and it's not even on that's this part <laughs> reminded me of um the sandra bullock movie while you were sleeping are you familiar with it I am. I always think about, which is a Chicago train movie and not a New York train movie. But I always think about the scene where she like saves Peter Gallagher and like rolls the two of them into like the caved in spot of the track. That's what happens. That's what happens to Jacob too. He like rolls into the like empty space because there's a fucking train coming because you're standing on the train tracks in a train station and there's a train coming and he like can't get back on the platform. So he does the Sandra Bullock roll into the middle of the track and let the train go over him. That a couple of years ago, that like happened. I think like in my neighborhood, ha- actually. I feel like it happens kind of a lot. Probably, yeah. I just remember like reading about it. Oh yeah, for like, sure. It was on the news, and it was like, oh hey, holy shit, like, stop going on there. <laughs> yeah, what happens was a guy rolled over and covered someone else's body with his own, and they. That's both what Sandra lived, Bullock did. Like, there you go. <laughs> she went on top. Go her. She did because he he got <laughs> mugged and he was unconscious. Tara, they took his scarf and they threw no. him onto the tracks. Hey, at the at, it was like Wacker and Michigan. I think it was the red line. I thought you were saying those are the names of the characters. I was like, that's fantastic. <laughs> so he rolls out of the way of the train. Yes. And he's looking in like the and like in the windows of the passing train are like these fucking like faceless alien looking things. They look like the Slender Man and they're scary and I don't like them. It is so scary. It's like one for each window and like their <laughs> yeah, hands yeah, yeah. are pressed against the window. And it's like they're kind of looking at him, you know? That's that's when I texted you when I was like, oh yeah, this movie is the scariest fucking movie yeah. in the world. I forgot. <laughs> like I remembered never this movie. i shake my stupid head again. But I forgot how fucking scary this movie is. It's really scary. I was feeling some type of way. Yeah. I like... I like react in such a verbal way. I was like, oh, like, like I was ill. <laughs> yeah, that's really real. I do a lot of like, oh, I do a lot of those. It's so disturbing. It's and because things happen so fast. You're like, oh, my God. Like, what yeah, did I yes. just see? Yep. 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 Ooh. Alien monsters. Um, very upsetting to look at. But then it's OK for a little bit because Tim Robbins leaves the uh, subway and he gets home to his dog named Chester and his incredibly short girlfriend. <laughs> Let me say right now, she might not be that short. He's just six foot five, but she's got to be like four foot five. <laughs> so there's a scene where she's like dragging him into the bathtub and I'm like, girly. I'm like, you don't stand yeah, don't a chance. The, the rest of the neighbors have to come out. <laughs> it takes like three dudes. He's so big. Um, but they're very cute, him and his girlfriend. They're like so in love yes like they are such a good movie couple like i was just smiling watching them interact because they are just like so into each other and so like cute and funny and joking and i just yeah their chemistry is off the charts insane and then they also do that thing of where like because i think there are times where it gets a little toxic yeah for sure that also feels very real for like movie like it's like that thing of like they're very passionate Mm -hmm. you know they are under a lot of stress, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mean on. to be like, they're toxic, but just like, there are times where they are both not good to each other. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yes. I don't mean, and like couples fight. I don't know what things are like. It's just sometimes I'm like, guys. Oh, yeah. It just like, it never, like, they aren't cruel to each other for no reason. Like, it never comes no, no, out of yeah. nowhere. They're just like nasty to each other. Oh, my God, though. So he comes home. Yeah, they, like, take a cute little shower together, and they're so into each other. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're so fucking cute. And they go to bed, and he has a Vietnam nightmare, as he is wont to do. They're more, like, flashbacks than nightmares, though, and, like, providing him. Because we learn that Jacob, as well as the other members of his 
battalion. I keep saying that word. His unit. His unit. Like, don't remember what happened that night. And so he seems to be getting little, like, glimpses of what happened through these, like, nightmare flashbacks. That's real, though. It's like, like, you have, like, these, like, it's like the reliving it thing. Yeah. Like, these very specific. So we get them. And it's, like, such a smart like device because it's true to ptsd mm-hmm. obviously but it's also like just like narratively really rich and interesting the way yeah. they just, like, intersperse them oh my god and like not in a way that feels disrespectful or anything it's not like woo flashbacks it's like you get little pieces of the story it's fucking cool also the nightmares are subtle there's not a right or wrong way to like portray ptsd but i feel like a lot of what we see is like the waking up screaming and like yes that totally obviously happens to people but the way that he just sort of is like gently waking up and it's still mm-hmm. like i just thought that was interesting i don't he'll know. just wake up and be like oh my god <laughs> yeah he's just like oh jesus <laughs> he'll just like roll into the pillow and like smush his face and be like holy he shit just, like wakes up and he's like Ugh. and jesse's always um, just like hi good morning love you <laughs> yeah like, what was going on? He's like, eh, don't worry about it. Well, this morning, Jesse has a package for him that was dropped off by his son, Eli. We learn that he has a couple of children. And like, I don't know, this was so funny to me. Like, I understand <laughs> how this can come off as cruel, but Jesse like makes fun of his kids' names. <laughs> but like in a way that's like... Like, I don't think she's being mean. It's, it feels loving. Like, she's like, you gave your kids stupid names. Like, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. She also just, like, doesn't know their names. She, which she's is like, what's hilarious. his face? And he's like, they're not hard names to remember. And she's like, I don't care. It's one of those things, like, Maybe not to be like Maybe she is mean. This. I don't know why I'm so defensive of her. <laughs> no, because she's so... No, because I was having this thing where sometimes I would hate her, and then she would do things, and I'd be like, I love her. I like, she's complicated. <laughs> it just made me I think laugh. this is not a great... No, it's it's funny. This is not a great blind spot to have, I will say. <laughs> be like, I don't care about your kids. <laughs> like, I don't know their names, and I don't give a shit. Also, like, if your boyfriend's son comes to the door, wake him up. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to imagine how this interaction went, where she just, like, received Literally. a package from him. <laughs> like tits out didn't know his name <laughs> who are you <laughs> which like granted i mean we don't know how long jesse and That's jacob true. are supposed to have been together like they seem yeah. to live together but like that doesn't necessarily mean they've been together a really long time no they also have this little like flirtatious conversation where i don't remember like how it is how it exactly comes up but she's like well remember what you said like and he was like, oh, I was trying to get late. And she's like, and you got the best. Like, it seems like they may be kind of fresh. Yeah. Like um, I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> it's also funny. Look, she's like, your kids' names are dumb. And he's like, well, they're biblical names. Where do you think Jezebel came from? And she's like, whatever. She's like, I hate Bible names. And he's like, I don't know how to tell you this. Your name is Jezebel. <laughs> Literally. But then again, like, it switches so fast because they're looking through the pictures, which is what was in the package. It's like baby pictures of his children and baby pictures of him and they're like so fucking cute over this baby picture of him she's like oh my god look at that chubby little baby like look at you she like loves it yeah and he's like oh no you sorry this little fat baby you don't get to see it anymore like they're so cute they're so funny (laughs) and then she's like that's your wife she looks like a bitch (laughs) (laughs) and he's like well I mean, she looked good then. <laughs> she's like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, she's like, I don't see it. <laughs> but then, immediately, whiplash again. There is a Colkin jump scare. <laughs> That's what I was going to fucking say. Because, like, 
it's like, and it's not Macaulay Culkin's fault. No. But like all of a sudden he's just holding a little picture of the boy from Home Alone, you know? I was like, whoa. <laughs> An uncredited Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> uncredited? He's uncredited in this movie. He's Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Wait, yeah, how? I when guess Home this was pre-Home Alone. But still, like, have some possible? respect. <laughs> also, just, like, wild. Don't not credit that kid. He's, he's a in huge a lot part of the, the movie. movie. Yeah. Like, I would get it if he was just pictures, but he's in right. the movie. No, he's in the movie. He does acting in the movie. Like, he's Macaulay Culkin. Um, which is, like, extremely fun for us right now. We but love But the thing that's about to happen is so horrific on uh, so yeah. many levels because <laughs> fucking Jezebel goes... Oh, is that the dead one? <laughs> she refers Babe? to this child, Gabe, this dead child, Gabe, her boyfriend's dead child, Gabe, as the dead one so often. <laughs> it's like, th- this, again, this is one of those things, like, I would like her so much sometimes, but sometimes I'd be like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> Don't talk to my very, very, very tall son ever again. I relate to Jacob in this way, though, because I also cry whenever I see a Culkin, because he <laughs> just immediately bursts into tears which is oh this fair. oh yeah. but then jesse gets really upset we learned that his son died before he went to nam which i feel like is an mm-hmm. important sequence yeah, of events no absolutely um but jesse gets really upset and is like trying to rip up the pictures it seems like and he's like hey stop that yeah. and she says i don't like things that make you cry and like wants to get rid of them which like that urge i understand like yeah. This made you upset, and I don't like when you're upset. But, like, what right. a crazy thing to do. Try to rip yeah. up pictures of his dead kid. <laughs> and then also, like, the thing that makes you sad makes me angry. Like, again, like, in a protective way, absolutely. I understand, but also, yeah. But that's, like, he manages to save the picture of Gabe, and she, like, storms off. And, like, he's like, I wasn't crying. Yeah. And that breaks my fucking heart. And then, you know. She burns the rest of the pictures. Yeah, what the fuck? This Jessie. is why I hated her. Jesse, what are we doing, baby? <laughs> Yeah, I wrote, bitch, are you absolutely kidding? Jazzy, strike one. But so, like, we have this, like, traumatic thing. But again, like, he is a man with PTSD living a normal life, which I, again, also appreciate. Mm -hmm. Like, he goes to work later. He's a mailman. Um, Yeah, he's a mailman. And she works at the post office, which is how they met. They're co-workers. Yeah. And he, like, brings her, like, coffee and, like, like a pastry or something to, like, apologize, it would seem. But she, like, doesn't demand an apology from him. Yeah, yeah. It's like a peace offering. yeah, yeah, it's sweet. I was, like, a little worried she was going to be, like, fine, you know, but she's, like, hi. Like, yeah, it's sweet. they're it's in nice. love again. It's fine. Like, it's, like, yeah, sorry we had a good. weird morning. <laughs> yeah, like, sorry that happened. <laughs> sorry I cried about a picture of my dead son. <laughs> yeah, don't check the incinerator, babe. Love you. <laughs> um, But Jacob isn't feeling very well. He's going to go home early or leave work early because his back is really bothering him. Uh, he's going to go see his chiropractor, which seems to be a regular practice of his. It seems like he injured yeah. his back in the war and regularly sees his chiropractor to fix it. Um, and if there's one thing about me, it's that I'm going to talk about a match cut. Um, <laughs> but it's cute because they're like, you know, she's like holding on to him. And he's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go see the chiropractor. And she's like, your boss is going to kill you. She's like, really? Is your back that fucked up? And she's like messing with him. But then she like gets him in the back and he's like, ah, but it like cuts to him getting like adjusted. I want to get cracked so bad. This made me both deeply like needing to and also deeply afraid of going to see a chiropractor. This was like erotic to me. This was like pornography watching him get cracked. I was like, oh, I want that. No, so desperately. I'm convinced, and it can't. it's not true, but I'm convinced a chiropractor could fix my hunchback. 
Honestly, just so I wouldn't step on my back. So interesting. Again, this was like a little jag I was getting on that didn't really super go anywhere. Um, like I don't think it was like a central tenet of the movie, but um, so he like he does the adjustment, the like the match cut adjustment, and he uh, you know he cries out, um, and the chiropractor is like that didn't hurt Jake, and I'm like stop telling this man that he's not in pain. I know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's just like, that's life for a man. Um, and it's like, no, I was picking up on that. But do you know what I mean? I wasn't sure if that was going to come in in a really serious way. He's like, you're fine. This is his chiropractor and friend, Louis, who yeah. apparently also treats his wife or ex-wife. I don't know if they're like yeah. officially divorced yet, but yeah. he seems to be really pro him and his wife getting back together. He's like, yeah. she loves you. She talks about you all the time. And he's like, I thought you said she never talked. And he's like, yeah, but whenever she does, it's about you. And he's like, okay, so what is she saying? He's like, well, she fucking hates you. She <laughs> wishes you guys never met. And he's like, I, so, okay. So I think there's something that you're missing here. He's like, no, because she's thinking about you. Like, don't worry. It's all going to come together. She like, wants right, you. Also, like, I know it's not like therapy or like attorney client privilege or anything, but I don't, I, that's got to be a HIPAA violation. <laughs> you can't do that. People are like, hey, guess what your ex-wife said? <laughs> uh, we also learn that Jacob is like this genius philosopher. Like he was a professor yeah. before he went to Vietnam. And so it's interesting that he's now a mailman after the war. But he says that after Nam, he didn't want to think anymore. So he just yeah. wanted like a mindless job. Not that being a mailman is a mindless job. I'm sure you have to think about a lot of things. Yeah, but-, but it's like... Not not so philosophical and like moral yeah. conundrums. It's like, what are things I got to do? Like, it's like sorting know. mail is a different yeah. mind. It's like organizational versus like yeah. theoretical. You know what I mean. Yeah. But so then like Louis the doctor cracks his neck and that triggers like a little, little flashback. Yeah, he um, cracks him into a nom flashback. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and it's like very, very brief. I don't think we really even get much more it's than like, like kind of him looking up at the trees. Um, but then he's looking up at Louis and like, you know, the lights like behind his head and he's like, you look like an angel. Um, he's like, does anybody ever tell you that? And he's like, yeah, you, <laughs> every time you get here, <laughs> he loves Louis so much and he's feeling a lot better. Yeah. It's very sweet. I like them. Um, so he's walking home and he encounters a pack of teens and this I, is the <laughs> cutest thing in the world. I love it. I like, can't tell if they're flirting with him or bullying him (laughs) i know they're like cat calling him in a way that doesn't feel nice it's really unclear but he's like smiling and laughing the whole time so i'm like it seems like this is all fun and good (laughs) well that's like it seems a little rough they're like oh like mr postman like it seems like they're kind of being mean but then they're like wait 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 wait." (laughs) and a couple of them run forward and they start singing please mr postman and they're really good (laughs) they're really good it's so cute and then like he's laughing and he kind of stays to watch them, and they're kind of hamming it up. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about this for, like, two unbroken minutes because it's the cutest thing ever committed to film. Um, and then, like, he starts to walk away because, you know. And they're like, wait, we're sorry. We don't remember the words. We're sorry. <laughs> like, it's so cute. It's so goofy. I love it. My favorite part of the movie. <laughs> so he's having a great time with his teen friends. Um, <laughs> and then he turns down an alleyway. <laughs> and... <laughs> This Hello. car just comes 
speeding down the alleyway. It's like very narrow. There's a man running after it who's like, run, like get out of here. This car yeah. is going so fast, fucking zigzag. Cause Jacob's running like a zigzag formation to not get yeah, hit. To, the yeah. car is zigzagging too, fucking following him and like running into shit on the sides of the wall. It is so like, abrupt and off-putting it's so alarming and it's like so uncontrolled you know yeah and then the car goes by him and there are faces with no eyes and distorted features in the window we know those guys uh but then it's the jacob's ladder head shake there's one figure sitting in the back seat and this person demon don't know but their head is just like vibrating back and forth it's so yeah, it's like scary. flickering it's like glitchy and terrifying like you'll see this <sighs> in a lot of movies since jacob's ladder like a lot yeah. of movies will do this effect like this is the jacob's ladder effect yeah. that was it was like uh silent hill took a lot of yes silent hill like, inspiration i don't i don't i don't know that's um in yeah. the newest it movies pennywise will do that shaky head that's thing fucking wild. a lot i was like wait a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I feel like there's a really major thing I see this in. And yep. it's it. Pennywise does that Jacob's Ladder head thing. It's fucking scary, about- dude. <laughs> it is. Okay. Um, so after that really disturbing car chase, yep. um, Jacob like decides it might be a good idea to go to the VA hospital um, and speak with his doctor. It, like, it seems like his psych doctor, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Carlson. Um, so he goes up to the like front desk and there's this like mean, mean nurse. And he's like, hi. Can I see Dr. Carlson? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no Dr. Carlson here. And he's like, are you sure? Because I've been seeing him here for like several years. He says, like, like, he knows me. I was in the veterans outpatient program. That's right. Like, he knows me. And she's like, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Is he new? Yeah. And he's like, no. Like, if you were paying attention... And she's like, he's like, listen, my name's Jacob Singer. And she goes through the files and she's like, I don't have a fucking file for you. And now Jacob's starting to get agitated. And then the nurse like bends over and her, she has one of those little nurse hats on, you know, and it falls off revealing like horrific lumps on her scalp. And like, she's got like bones sticking out of her head. What seems to be like the beginning of horns coming out of her fucking head. You're so right. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so Jacob says, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. And he makes a break for it. And it's just like running down the hallway, running through the doors, trying to get to Dr. Carlson's office. He runs into what he believes is Dr. Carlson's office. And there's some kind of like support group going just, on. Yeah. Majorly interrupts group therapy. It's kind of Of funny. like the most upset looking people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the man leading the support group takes Jacob out of the room and tells him that Dr. Carlson died in a car accident a month ago. And Jacob's like, a a car accident? What happened? And he says, yeah, his car blew up. Hello. That doesn't sound like a car accident. That sounds like a murder. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a fucking car bomb. And so Jacob, just in a complete daze, just kind of like shambles out of there. <laughs> yeah. He goes home and, and Jesse says something mean about his wife again, I think. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Um, but he's like, she is like, hey, listen, like you seem like you've been out of it. 
um i think she, maybe she's like maybe your ex-wife fucked you up like maybe you're stressed because of like life and like things at the post office like maybe you're having like you know like maybe it's trauma from like your time like at war and he's like no like that doesn't explain like all the weird shit in the subway and like the creatures and the car chase mm-hmm. um and she's like no like the subway it was like you were seeing like winos and like bad people and whatever yeah she says don't um, make them into something they're not because he says they're like demons and then like he, he's she's like oh well the car it was just like kids on a joyride and he's like no 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 like there's no way that was it and she's like well what were they jake like she kind of gets angry mm-hmm. and then she's like do you still love me and i was like she's in on it she's a demon and that seems no. to be like the train of thought jake is having too though because yeah. she's like lightly like scratching her fingernails on, like not scratching at him but like scratching yeah. her fingernails up and down his back and he like gets this look on his face where he's like suspicious of her like maybe that's not something she normally does or like yeah the tone shift has alerted him to something being off yeah because he's like what and she's like do you love me and he's like yeah yeah like he just gets sus yeah it's off something's off but then they are out dancing at a party the thing is i want to go to this party so bad this is like the most lit party i've ever seen in my a house party like it looks like yeah. a club it, no it's sick as fuck yeah. and they're playing all this really good 70s music really and I'm like, good okay music. well now i can't listen to this fucking james brown song i associate it with what's about to happen it was from an album that was i believe called hell which i think is funny that's sick as hell oh my god sick as hell huh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like i was making uh, fun of you i wasn't no no i, I didn't feel that way. <laughs> No, I was like, you got what I was getting at. I got you. <laughs> you make a joke. I say, ha, ha. <laughs> it's because I'm so funny. We're at this lit party and they're yes. playing Lady Marmalade and it's awesome. Um, but <laughs> they're at this party and Jezebel is now less of a girlfriend and more of a necklace. <laughs> like... She's like hanging off his neck and she's no. like, come dance. She's so tiny. This is not his girlfriend. Oh, there is some other tiny lady. There is a woman at this party just hanging off of Jake. I thought that was Jezebel. Trying to take him home with her. And he's just like laughing her off because Jesse is off like Jesse loves to dance. She is on yes. the dance floor busting a move. And Jake's like watching her and like having a good time, but doesn't seem like he wants to really dance, you know. So he's walking around the party Oh, he goes to get a beer from the fridge. Oh, my God. And there's like a skinned animal head in there. <laughs> Just like, and not the animal head of any kind of animal you would normally find. It looks Do you know like, what I mean? Like, that looks like a fucking, like, antelope head. It looks like the, like, skeleton bear from, um, what's that movie? Yeah. What the what's that movie? Annihilation. Oh, it yes. looks like the bear from Annihilation. Exactly that. <laughs> Oh my god, but so I was on my anti-Jezebel train. I'm so sorry. Um, well, because I thought she might have been a demon, and also she Fair burned enough. his family photos. So that's two strikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jacob's walking around, and he seems like he's kind of trying to get away from the action, because as you might imagine, it's kind of a lot, I would think, for a man who survived the Vietnam War. Like, tons of bodies all crowded together and loud music. Mm-hmm. It's like, hmm, maybe that is a little much all at once. Uh, and like he's doing okay but you know he seems to be trying to get away from the action a little bit and he's walking up the stairs and this woman's like hey wait a minute like i read palms come here 
and he's like oh no thanks and then someone's like no she's really good and like she is flirting with him and he's like not really flirting back but he's humoring her in a way that is so cute like I want them to date that's everybody is in love with this man they see him and they fall which like me too yeah (laughs) I am in love with this character he is beautiful and like charming and sensitive and I love him yeah so I get it but like she is beside herself like giggling kicking her feet it's amazing like she's so hot also i'm like you know what maybe this woman wouldn't burn your family photos (laughs) um but she begins reading his palm and looks at his lifeline and says he has a really strange lifeline it like cuts off abruptly and she's like this says you've already died so that's interesting (laughs) yeah like doubly horrific because a oh no and b those are tim robbins real hands You you know, he was really fucked up about that. I'd be like, oh, I would be extreme. Now I'm like looking at mine. I'm like, mine's kind of fucked. Am I? Which one's the lifeline? I don't remember. Is it the one like in the middle that goes up? Isn't it? I thought it was the top one. one? Maybe that's your heart. I don't know because if if so, my top line's short. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's fucking short. It stops. It stops right there. I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) Why doesn't it go all the way? He goes back down the stairs and uh, Jezebel like catches his eye and finally is able to convince him to dance a little bit. And he does this like little shy dance where he's just kind of wiggling and smiling uncomfortably. Yeah. And it's so cute. He's like cutting loose a little bit. He's like starting yeah. to have some fun, but he sort of like abruptly peters out. Yeah. Um, and Jezzy keeps dancing. Jacob is trying to kind of weave through the crowd to leave. It would seem like, mm-hmm. uh, but as he's like, or at least get out of the fray of it all. Right. And as he's trying to like snake his way out, he sees people like laughing at him, which is again like, is that real? Is that not real? He also sees this guy like in a different room, like across the hallway full of people just standing and staring at him. But there's so many people like milling about. He can't quite get a good look at him. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a bird flying. We hear wings flapping. There's oh, yeah. those like head twitchy things are there again, shaking their heads mm-hmm. all around. Um, there's like teeth snapping at him. It looks like it's like the head he found in the fridge. Yeah, and she's, like, the animal. It's like snapping at him, bitey mouth. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh my god. And then it's like you see one of like the faceless guys, and then it's like, and then he sort of like seems to reorient, and you're like, oh, it's over. No, it starts to strobe in there, which is so much worse. <laughs> it gets worse. Oh my god. And like these like monster flaps come out. They're like just kind of coming out of nowhere. But then we look, and like this fucking tentacles like snaking all up around Jezebel um and listener I hate to tell you this but she's fucking that thing <laughs> it's like so hard to tell what's going on like it's hard to tell if like this is something she is deriving pleasure from if this is something that is hurting That's her true. or attacking her like it is really hard to determine what yeah. is going on which is like really unsettling that's true that's a good point i don't know if like having an answer one way or the other would be better or if she's like transforming into a monster like you just see like tentacle tails like things clawing at her like she's bleeding and then that's true she like tilts her head back and this horn busts out of her mouth out of her mouth oh so jake doesn't like that he screams he goes down he goes down and like hits the ground and then it gets really quiet. Like all the sound cuts out. We see everyone like looking over him, like being like, oh my uh-huh. God. And we see him screaming, but all the sound is cut out and the lights mm-hmm. are all strobing. And it's very upsetting to see. It's a lot. 
and then we do another like again like every time they give us a little like non-flashback it's so well placed he's passed out right Mm -hmm. or he's fallen down and so then we transition like to this like pov shot of the sky and we hear people being like i don't know if he's gonna make it like he's pretty banged up like carrying him to a medical facility um oh man it's so good it's so good unfortunately we are at strike three for jesse um because she says to him i have never been so mortified in my life <laughs> what were you thinking <laughs> screaming like that i'm like jez <laughs> He didn't do it on purpose. She's mad at him for embarrassing her. At this point, it seems clear she doesn't know something is seriously yeah. wrong with him. No, that's extremely true. She's like giving him a hard time. She's like, I have put up with like too many like crazy men. Like I'm not like picking up after men like that anymore. Like I'm not going to put up with this. Yeah. She's very upset. Um, it's actually extremely fair. Like, right. If you take her you know view of like things. if you are not living in jake's head and you like go to a party with your boyfriend yeah. and he like is screaming on the ground for apparently no reason that would be yeah. embarrassing <laughs> no for sure and like um, it seems like she has a history of like having to pick up after right. men like yes not to be on the jesse defense train i just think no no <laughs> there's a lot of ways to look at this no, because I got mad, but then she's like, I've like I'm I take so much shit from men, and I'm not doing that anymore. And I was like, Oh, actually, that's really fair. Well, she's like, I'm so ha- I'm so done having men snap on me. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a scary thing to say. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, and she's not too mad at him to take his temperature. <laughs> He's like wrapped up in bed, looking like the tiniest little wettest man in the world. And she takes a thermometer out from his mouth, and it's one of those like mercury thermometers, not yeah. any of those digital beepy things that tell you the number. <laughs> she pulls it out, and the mercury has like hit the top. It's like above 106. And she's like, that can't be right. Like, that is not possible. Yeah. Uh, so she calls, I think one of their neighbors is a doctor or something. Yep. This happens to my dad sometimes. She calls their doctor neighbor and she's like, is that even possible? And what she's told by the doctor is like, he would die before the ambulance got there. Like you have to do something right now. Like he wouldn't yeah. make it if you called the ambulance to take him to the hospital. So she like flies into action Snaps mode. Action, she's yeah. like, holy shit. She is running a cold bath. She's screaming at him. She's like, you have to get out of bed. You have to get into this bathtub right now. She's And it's so horrible. Sorry. Just cause he's like, he's like, he's like laying there and he's like crying. He's like, but I'm freezing. And she's like, I don't fucking care. And she's like, ripping the ice cubes out of their freezer and like dumping them in but it's not enough so she's like running down the hallway banging on all the doors and then like a bunch of neighbors come in and drag him into the bathtub it is so fucking stressful that's when she tries to like get him into the bathtub but he is six five and she is yeah. a tiny little lady she cannot and he like can't get himself in the bathtub right so the neighbors come in and like dunk him into the freezing cold tub and like are throwing ice on him and he is yeah. just screaming and crying yeah, they're like holding him down it's really and fucking all bad. of their neighbors are in their bathroom there's like 12 yeah. people in here <laughs> yeah there's like three people who are actually doing something and then there's one lady who's just standing there looking really concerned <laughs> yeah. and i'm like deborah we love you but you gotta move get out if you're not dumping ice on this man you get out of here ice and go <laughs> oh my god and where does he wake up, Riley? Jake wakes up in bed, in an entirely different bed, in an entirely different room, in an entirely different house, with like the window open, and he's cold. So he shuts the window, rolls over to Sarah, who is his wife, 
And he's like, you're hogging all the covers. Why'd you leave the window open? He's like so mad at her. And then he says, I had a dream. I was living with another woman. It was Jezebel from the post office. What a nightmare. Yeah, which like, first of all, ouch. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) But second of all, he's like, yeah, like he says, I wrote it down exactly because it's wild. Um, He says... There were all these demons and I was on fire. I was burning from ice and Sarah rolls over and goes, ah, guilty thoughts. See what happens when you cheat on me, even in your mind, <laughs> which is so funny. They have like, a little giggle to her, but it's like, not like mean, mean. He's like, I fucking open the window for it. it's not healthy. And she's like, it's, it's, it's good to keep the window open. He's like, oh, me getting pneumonia. That's healthy. Like they have this like little cute back and it's forth. Like and grumpy. I like grumpy. You wake up in the middle of the night, you're chilly. Yeah. Your partner has all the covers. You're like, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> This man's got chemistry with everybody. I media. know. He's so talented. It's ridiculous. I know. Ugh. God. Um, oh, my God. Okay. So they have their little giggle, and they like cuddle up back under the covers together. And then Macaulay's here. He's so cute, and he's so sleepy. Oh, it like tiny. looks like they woke Macaulay Culkin up from a nap. Like, he <laughs> no, looks so tired. Did. Like, he's, like, rubbing his little eyes. He's like, I want daddy to tuck me in. Oh, my God. I'm going to sob. I'm going to sob. I'm going to sob. It's so cute, too, because it's almost like they're about to maybe, like, get busy, you know? And then he's like, can someone tuck me in? And he's like, oh, who, her? Like, (laughs) they're goofing and laughing. And he's like, no, daddy. daddy. It's so cute. But, okay, this is the most adorable thing in the fucking world. So he brings (laughs) Gabe in to tuck him in. And, like, hilariously, Gabe is like, and I realize, like, it's because there's more, like, but Gabe is, like, the favorite child. He, like, has his own bed, and he looks different than the other two (laughs) sons. And the other two sons are in a bunk bed. And he is Macaulay Um, Culkin. (laughs) Yeah. So he's singing um, a little lullaby to him. He's singing a song called Sunny Boy. And Sunny Boy is a song that he was like singing to himself earlier when he was driving the mail truck earlier in the movie. It's the same song. But he's like singing it to him and like pausing and letting Macaulay Culkin like fill in the lyrics. And like wakes up the other two sons. (laughs) They're like, what the fuck? They're like, dad. And he's like, yeah. And one's like, the the older one, Jed, is like, you forgot my allowance. He's like, your allowance? It's five in the morning. He's like, yeah, well, you're in here. You're like, being so fucking loud. You're singing. All the lights are on. I know. And then the next son wakes up. And I don't even remember what he says. He's like, no, dad? he just goes, he just goes, I love you, dad. And that's it. Goes, what is this, a convention? <laughs> I was like, say I love you back, asshole. But he does. And hor- horrifically, he says, I love you too, Pickles. I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, yeah. I'm out. I'm done. Uh, So he like tucks the kid in, says goodnight to his children, like walks out the door. And then Macaulay goes, wait, don't go. Oh, my God. I'm going to (laughs) cry. Yeah, because, yeah, fucking course you are. This is the most ridiculous. Like, how dare they subject us to this? This is so unfair. And then too much going on. He says to him, he says, I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. And there's like a little bit with him. Like he tries to close the door and Gabe's like, you can't close it that much. He's like, more, more. And like leaving the door open. It's like halfway yeah. open. He's like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I think we get him lying back down and we're having another like transport Vietnam moment. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah. He like gets in bed, tells Sarah he loves her. We're back in Nam under the trees. We hear the chopper sounds and we see Jake open his eyes, fucking bloodshot eyes in the tub. So unwell. It is so scary the way he looks. And that's the thing. It's like we get the like the Vietnam thing and then we're in the tub. So we've gone through like three different universes now and we're zooming out and he just looks so like not there. It's rough. 
and there's like a, I guess the doctor from the building is like sitting there. He's like, you're a very lucky man. Like you must have friends in high places. And like Jez is like petting his head and he just is like gone. And their dog is in there and the dog is so worried. Oh my God. I know the dog like cocks his head. It's crazy. It's the best dog acting I've ever fucking seen. The dog is so worried about what's going on here. And Jake just looks like horrified. God. And he like sheds a single tear. Oh I was like, God. I don't know if I'm ever going to be that good an actor. Oh, never. I could never Jacob's like, ladder. Come on. I could never in my whole life. And that's okay. I could do other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Real. Um, oh God. And so then we're like, we're cut, we cut back into Vietnam and we're seeing like a body, presumably his being like airlifted. Yes. Into he, like a chopper. He's getting airlifted. And so the like motion of the helicopter has it like kind of spinning. Like he's kind of rotating. Yeah. And that's like every time we go to a Nam flashback, it's like spinning trees and we just see. Yes. And like, it seems to all be coming from this moment of him getting lifted up into the helicopter. Yes. So I thought that was cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he wakes up, um, like in his and Jezebel's apartment and she's like, Oh, like you were dreaming. Like you sleep talked like all night and you were talking to Sarah and you were telling her to close the window. And she's like, and you were talking to your kids, even the dead one. She loves yes. saying that. She loves Now is not that. the time. She really does. And he asks her, he says, am I dead? And she starts crying. She's like, no, you're right here. She tells him that the doctor says he has a virus and that's all he could say. That just like you, yeah. you have like, some, what? she's like, that's what doctors say when they don't know what the hell is wrong with you. <laughs> you're right. And then he's crying. It's just sad. Everyone's distressed. Um, and to combat his distress, it would seem he has purchased numerous books, <laughs> such as The Witch Bible and Roots of Evil and Demonology. Why can't you just read Egyptology like the rest of us? Just read a nice little book. I don't know. Read There's a little, a read Dragonology. There's like, you know, little gems and shit you can pull out of flaps. You got to get one of those. Dude. Read Malibu Rising. That's a nice book. Yes. Read a absolutely. nice little book. I, I love know. that book. Um, but okay. So some time has passed. It seems like it's been like two weeks, according to Jesse. And he mm -hmm. has not left the apartment. He's just like pouring over his witch books. And Jesse's like, you should really like go take a walk, like go to a movie, just like get out of the apartment. And he's unresponsive pretty much. or just like mm -hmm. grunts her off and she starts yelling at him and he looks at her and her eyes have gone black and her teeth are all pointy and she looks like a little demon and he gets scared and like pushes her and he screams, mm -hmm. who the hell are you? And pushes her. And so, like, rightfully, Jesse's, like, very upset by this. Yeah. This is She's not like, something you. he has done to her before. She's very upset. And she you leaves. You pushed me to the ground. Yeah, you yeah. pushed me. You are eight feet taller than me. You pushed me to the Literally. ground. <laughs> and it's one of those things that's, like, he's not telling her what's wrong. She's lashing out because she's confused. He's lashing out because he's physically afraid. Right. Now she's scared. Like, it's just, it's, like, so when I say that, like, things are getting toxic, it's just because there's not communication that is healthy, not because they're bad people. And there's <laughs> demons. Yeah, that is also a big part of it, I think, is maybe that there's demons. You bring up an excellent point. That could put a strain on even the best relationships. Truly. But he gets a phone call, and this guy's like, hey, it's Paul Greniger. Um, Like, I don't know if you remember. Like, I don't know if he says, I don't know if you remember me. But they established that, like, this is a guy that he fought in Vietnam with. And he's like, I, I need to see you. Like, we need to meet up and talk about some shit. Yep. So he's like, yeah, okay, of course. Like, because, you know, it's like, what would you Ooh. not do for those guys? So they um, meet at a bar 
And Paul tells him that something is happening that he can't talk to anyone about. And what he tells Jake is, he says, I'm going to hell. They're coming after me. They've been following me. They're coming out of the walls. I can't trust anybody. He's like really scared. He's like, they're going to get me and I don't know what to do. And Jake says, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And he's like, really? And he's like, I also thought I was going out of my fucking mind. Like, it's so like, obviously, like not to be like ham fisted, but like, obviously the demons in a way are a metaphor for PTSD, as I won't shut up about. But like the way that like nobody, like literally nobody else understands it. Do any of these fuckers (laughs) ever bust out of the walls? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, you're so right. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, also, though, this is interesting. I don't know, but Paul Greniger is the one soldier who was just sitting there crying. Yeah. Oh, man, though. Really tragically, Paul is like, I carry these around with me, but they don't help. And he, like, lifts up, like, a rosary oh. and a Bible, and he's like, nothing helps. And yeah. I was like, ah! Because, you know. And he, like, starts crying. He's like, what happened that night? Like, why won't they tell us? And he's getting, yeah. like, kind of twitchy and, like, looking out the window and, like, yelling, like, like why are you following? Something like that. He's like yelling at the people following him and like everyone in the bar like turns and looks at them because like a bit of a scene is being made and jake's just like mind your business oh that was so good i loved that and it's like very validating that this like thing that you think is just happening to you and like you feel completely crazy about someone else sits you down is like this is happening to me right now yeah it's like no you're not crazy like this is fucking happening Mm -hmm. and it's like the person you trust the most Mm -hmm. you know like uh so dude they walk to paul's car and jake stops to pick up a quarter that he sees on the ground he like looks at it and he looks at paul he goes my lucky day and paul's at the car he turns the key there's like a gust of air that like blows the quarter over yeah and jake like looks up at paul paul smiles the car fucking explodes like so much. It explodes so it's much. Crazy. It keeps exploding. And this man runs up, who you like may or may not recognize as the guy that was running behind that other car. Mm-hmm. And he's like yanking him away from the explosion because he is perhaps understandably in shock and right. not really like processing and moving away. Um, so he yanks him out of the way and he kind of like tries to help him up. And I don't think we're really hearing very much. Mm-hmm. Like if they're talking to each other, it's kind of drowned out. Um, and eventually he just kind of, this other man just kind of gives up and runs off. Um, and Jacob is just kind of like laying there on the road. He's again having a non-flashback. Um, and he's seeing, he's like in the, it's, he's in the helicopter, I believe. So he's like, oh yeah. Post oh my stabbing. God. Yeah. It's like fucking carnage in there. Yeah. So they've airlifted him up from, um, wherever like people found him and kind of took care of him. And he is in this helicopter with a bunch of other like, gravely wounded soldiers. Mm-hmm. There's like bloody stumps all around and they're in the air and there's two pilots and one of them gets like shot and the other pilots like wiping blood off the windshield and they're trying not to go down. Um, oh my God. It's so scary. <laughs> so now we're at the funeral for Paul and Jesse came to support Jacob, which I thought was very nice. Yeah. She didn't necessarily have to do that. They weren't in a great no. spot, but she did. So they've all gathered after the funeral and he's talking to his army buddies and they're trying to like figure out what exactly happened. They're all kind of suspicious that his car violently exploded. Um, and Jake 
tells them what he said about like the hell and the demons and the being followed and all that. And like one of the other vets starts like shaking, like he can't hold mm-hmm. his beer anymore. And there's another guy who's like crying. The one guy like drops his beer on the ground and it's like, dude, it's incredible. So, okay. So something's going on here. So, yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's like one guy who's like, oh, this fucking guy can't hold his beer bottle. I hope he can hold his dick right. Yeah. And they're like, all right, Rob, Jesus. <laughs> And they all, like, go up on, like, I guess the building's roof. And one of the guys, the guy who dropped their beer bottle, is holding a carrier pigeon, and it's very cute. Yeah, how do you get that pigeon? I know. Just, like, <laughs> are they his carrier pigeons? Do we go somewhere? Do we go to a secondary location? Um, But yeah, they're all saying, like, yeah, we all experience this. Mm-hmm. They're all like, losing their all, minds. Yeah, they're all um having, like, the exact same symptoms, except for fucking Rod, who's yep. just really rude about it. Rod's like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Jake is like, all right, we have to go to the army and like ask them what the fuck happened. And Rod does make an excellent point in saying, do you think the army is going to tell you (laughs) you're going to be butting your head up against a brick wall? And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, you would be. So instead they pivot and they get a lawyer and that lawyer is George Costanza. (laughs) Literally, they were like, and Jason Alexander. And I saw it in the credits and I was like, oh, my God. And then it was him, and I was like, oh, yeah, they did tell us that was going to happen. And then he's really there. He's their lawyer. He, like, seems pretty hesitant, but says, like, okay, I'll look into it. And he's, like, eating snacks the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he's got, like, he's Fritos. Like, he's, like, toeing the line between, like, like the, like, disenchanted good guy and, like, total sleazeball lawyer, you Yeah, know? it's interesting. Because um, he's, like, what's, what's one of those things? It's like he's, like, hardened by the system. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it would break your heart, like, all the injustice I, like that you see at, like, this desk. And then yeah. he's also like, you know, if you win this case, if you can find, they explain, like, what's happening. They're like, we think the army did something to us. And, like, we don't know. And now we're all freaking out mm-hmm. and, like, having these same adverse reactions. Um, and and they're also they're talking about um, how Dr. Carlson's car also blew up. And it seems like he was one of the, one of the other guys in their, like, unit. Because he was there. He was... Working in the veteran discharge program, he was like their oh, right. So it makes sense. Psychiatrist. He would, so he knows about it all. Right, because they tell him stuff. <laughs> right there, you go. I was like, was he in the? That makes more sense. Um, but he's like, well, you know, you guys, if you win this case and you can like f- actually implicate the military, like a branch of the U.S. government in something, you'll make a lot of money. And they're all like, okay, like <laughs> sure, but it's not about that. Like yeah. you have to understand that's not why we're fucking doing this. But he's like, fine, I'll look into it. Like, I don't think it's going to go well for you, but I'll, I'll give it a try. All right. Um, and so they all get up to leave and we see that somebody fucking followed them to the law offices. Yep. And oh, it's, no. It's literally a black car and the license plate says government car on it. Like it is. That's so literally says government car above the license plate. There you go. And it's following them. OK, so we're back to Jezebel cute hours because um jacob gets home and she's like i made you this like whole dinner she like she's like i put a hungry man dinner in the oven <laughs> yeah. and i made you a salad and i got you apple juice and like quietly to himself he's like not red cheek and she's like it's red cheek like don't drink all of it please and he's like ah. but it's like very <laughs> cute and affectionate and i was like hey this is nice it is nice um but the phone rings and it's jason alexander and he's like hey like oh no 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 he's in the shower and he comes out of the shower while she's telling him all this and she's like oh by the way your lawyer called and he's like whoa why didn't you get me like that's really important she's like yeah no i tried he hung up on me before i could like get to you Mm -hmm. 
um he said you don't have a case and he's like what do you mean she's like all your friends backed out that's Um, suspicious yeah um and she's like i'm so sorry like i know how much this meant to you and i'm like hey look this is good we're doing it good we're doing a good thing um she's being very supportive but she also like has to go to work or something yeah um so he's sort of by his lonesome in the apartment building and he calls up frank and frank is like that guy who shed a single tear like these guys are all amazing so good but i was excited that we got to talk to frank more because i thought he was great um and he's like dude what the hell like did you guys back out the lawyer just said you backed out and he's like listen war's war man things happen and he's like okay who got to you like immediately it's so good i wanted to fucking scream and he just says don't call back and that's the end of that conversation yeah, he like hangs up and we zoom out and it's like all the guys are crowded around the phone and also like frank looks fucking scared yeah i was imagining that the government car had like rounded all of them up and there was like someone right. in the room with them telling them yes. what to say was the vibe i was getting from that or that's also like he hangs up the phone and then picks it back off off the receiver and then on the other end jacob's like frank and i was like are they wiretapping him <laughs> which i don't think so but like Obviously, like, there is a very real threat to them all or they wouldn't have done this because they were all very on board about, like, we're going to do this. This is, like, the right thing. Yeah. Um, so that fucking sucks. So he goes to the courthouse to speak to George Costanza and say, <laughs> what the fuck? And the lawyer is, like, running away from him as he's trying <laughs> to talk to him. I read that this scene was supposed to just, like, take place in, like, the hallway but it mm-hmm. takes place on the stairs to offset the height difference <laughs> because Tim Robbins is six foot five and Jason Alexander is five foot five. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. So they put him on the stairs. <laughs> Less of a lawyer, more of a necklace. <laughs> um, oh my God, that's fucking funny. Oh, but he is running away from him. And when he finally like gets him to stop long enough to explain anything to him, he's like, like, I don't like people who like fuck around with me. Like you used me. And he's like, what are you talking about? And George Costanza says like, well, I spoke to the army. You never went to Vietnam. You and your friends were discharged before then. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like fucking what? Well, he's like, oh, you were like discharged um, on like a psychological basis during like after war games in Thailand. And it's like, so like, not only are they like, fo- like forging his like information, but they're discrediting him in the process. Yep. Um, so like, obviously if you're George Costanza, you're like, fuck like, this right. guy. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like bullshit. But if you're Tim Robbins, it's like, okay, well, I see what happened there. <laughs> yeah um and he's he's so like angry about what's going on that he kind of turns that anger on to jason alexander the lawyer i get it not great not idea smart. for you not smart not a good idea don't do that but i love you you're a cutie yeah <laughs> <laughs> like you should get to beat somebody up about it maybe not this guy not a good idea but so he like does that i guess he gets yanked off him and he goes back outside whatever the hell and then it's immediately karma time because he's t- not that this is deserved or anything, but he beats somebody up a little bit yeah. and then immediately gets the shit kicked out of him. Oh my God. These men in suits grab him and throw him in a car and beat the shit out of him. It's like fully like black town car government guys in suits, like the whole fucking nine yards. They're like, Hey, you better drop this shit. Literally. They're like, we've been watching you and your friends. Like, don't keep talking about this all the usual bullshit and he like 
they're hitting him and he starts hitting back and they're all fucking fighting and then one of them has a gun and they're trying to kill him he's trying to get out of the moving car it's swerving all the fuck over the place much like the car that was chasing him in the alleyway yes very similar maneuvers and he's like opening the door and like hanging his torso out of it but they've like got his legs and he's like screaming for help and he's like kicking out the windows just trying to find a way to get the fuck out He's phantasming, and then he ladybirds it. <laughs> he does. He just, like, leaps out of this, like, speeding car, and then Santa robs him. Yeah, he, like, lands on the ground and injures his, like, already injured back so Cannot he move. can't move. And this fucking, like, fake Salvation Army guy, which is, like, by the way, this is, like, every New Yorker's, like, paranoid fears that those guys are full of shit. Yeah. Um, or when I say paranoid fear, it seems like maybe completely- Correct fear. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> reasonable fear. Um, this guy's like, oh, you poor man. And like, he's got a whole hat and a beard on. And I was like, is that fucking Tim Robbins in that suit talking to Tim Robbins? For a second. Cause like, they right? just like look at each other for a minute and I'm like, yeah. is that him? <laughs> no, I was like, it's me from the future. I'm Santa Claus I'm now, Santa. you know? <laughs> Actually, this is just Noel too. Um, Girl Santa. <laughs> but yeah, he just fucking steals his wallet. Like his like, whole wallet. He takes his wallet out of his pocket and for a second it looks like he's like looking for identification or something. He like yeah, opens he it up and looks at it, it and just puts it in his Santa suit. And then he's like, ho ho ho, Merry Christmas. I'm Fuck like, this you guy. don't think people are gonna ask you why you didn't do anything <laughs> for the man passed out at your feet? Oh, and where's his wallet? I <laughs> don't know. Where could it have gone? Um, but we don't have time to worry about that so much because oh, immediately God. <laughs> he is now being like wheeled into a hospital and they're like, so what happened? And they're like, we don't know. Like he says he fell down. Like, because you can't really be like, I jumped out of a car, like trying to escape government agents that were beating the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, where's his wallet or identification? They go, sir, where's your wallet? And he goes, Santa Claus took it. I gotta get that bastard. <laughs> Which is exactly what happened, but makes them look at him a little sideways. Right. And he also doesn't sound good. He keeps telling them he's like, please just like call my chiropractor. I just need him to like crack <laughs> my back. Please call him. Everything will be fine. <laughs> um, um so they say to take him down to X-ray, and this simply hmm. cannot be part of the hospital. <laughs> The walls are peeling. It's like this like decrepit abandoned warehouse basement. The like, gurney is wet. <laughs> Sorry. The gurney is rolling over broken glass. Literally. They like go past like an empty room and there's this like smashed up bicycle and oh. he goes, Gabe, and then you go, oh no. <laughs> But no time for that, because there's just, like, people on the floor, like, rocking back and forth. There's this one man who's, like, banging, like, not hard hitting his head against the window, but still bleeding. So you can tell he's been doing it long enough and repeatedly enough that it is bleeding. Well, then also, it's, like, this, like, bathroom-looking room. (laughs) And then there's, like, the, like, ceiling is, like, a fence, you know? It's, like, Like a a grate. Yeah, and there's just people sitting on top of it. And, like, and breastfeeding like, babies. Groaning. Yeah, exactly. I think that was a baby doll. I don't think that was even a real baby. There's some people, like, crawling on it. It's, like, it's like just... And, and then and then the gurney's, like, rolling over oh. severed body parts. There's, like, arms and legs, like, 50 of just them. Just bloody like, the room shit is everywhere full. suddenly. Just rolling over bloody body parts. Like, then, enough. I like choked on spit. <laughs> no, literally, literally. And then they roll past a room and there's like a person who seems like not have any legs, 
on a table doing the like head twitchy thing. Mm-hmm. And this is when this is when I paused the movie and went to bed, first of all. But oh no. Because I was feeling myself like start like I was almost crying. Like I was getting yeah. I was so scared. I was Ugh. getting like really upset. And I'm like, yeah. that's weird. Like that's a weird response. And then I realized mm-hmm. I forgot to take my psychiatric medication yesterday. Oh, that's real. And then as I shit. was watching Jacob's ladder and I was <laughs> yep, like, yep, 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 yep. I should go to bed right now. <laughs> that's <laughs> when I was like, I don't feel good. I need to go to bed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> And Did you I, have like mad nightmares? <laughs> I turned. I had crazy dreams. Actually, I was awake for like yeah. two hours. At, like I wasn't tired enough. Uh, I had, like yeah. so much adrenaline, but I was like, I can't yep. keep watching this movie. I was like, I like don't feel good. I'm no, like, really I did upset. that with. Um, and thank thankfully for you, um, it's just totally all great from here on in. Um, they're strapping him to a table, and I'm like, hmm, this doesn't look like an X-ray machine. And I don't think it is because it is just this like wire saw trap of a contraption. Yeah. They're like, they're like screwing things against his head, like not into his head, but like, yeah. you know, they're like tightening little screws like with like a bolts. little rubber plate. Yeah. Like, and then they've got this like little metal chin strap to hold him down. And then they like wheel over a little tray full of like scissors and scalpels. And I'm like, why would you need those <laughs> for an x-ray? And then Jesse's here and she's wearing scrubs and Jake's like crying. He's like, I'd like to go home. And Jesse says to him, this is your home. You're dead. Very simply, so, very plainly stated. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty on the nose. Yep. Um, but don't worry if you weren't scared by that, because now there's um a man with no eyes and like not no eyes in the way that the eyes have been removed, that there's right. just like skin over where yes. the eyes would be. So worse, yeah. I would argue. Yep. And like, I don't know if that's a thing that happens to people. Maybe I it hope is. not. I also hope not. <laughs> um, and this this person like stabs a needle just like right through the middle of his forehead. Um So I didn't like that. That was scary. <laughs> and that sends him right into a flashback that seems to be taking place um when he's in the hospital after being airlifted out of the war and his kids are coming to see him and he's like really out of it. He just keeps saying, like, I'm not dead, I'm alive, which is the same thing he was saying, like, pre-flashback right. to Jesse, I believe. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, you just, like, hurt your back really bad. Like, Sarah's there, the kids are there. She tells him she still loves him. And then this, like, really, like, sinister, deep voice from off screen just says, dream on. We don't see who says that. Jake yeah, starts what crying. What is that? And he's like, help me. Like, it's so fucking sad and scary and I hated it. Yep. (laughs) As much as it's normally like, oh, you're upset. It's about to get worse. This time it's about to get a little better because in busts Louie, who I just realized like around this point is Danny Aiello. (laughs) The most from New York man in the whole world. Screaming. like, where's my guy? Where? Let let me see him. What'd you do to him? He's like screaming, Jake, where are you? Jake in the hospital. He's like, and he gets in there. He's like, what is this? The middle ages. They've like, like elevated his like broken leg. I'm like, I don't know if they thought to do that in the middle ages. (laughs) He's like, this is barbaric. And he's threatening the hospital staff. He's like wielding a cane. He's like, stay away from me. (laughs) I'm going to wrap this around your neck. And they're like, sir. And he like, in no uncertain terms, steals Jacob from the hospital and like takes him to his office. 
He's like, it's okay. I got you, baby. Like puts him in a fucking wheelchair. He's like, I got you. It's going to be okay. And I said, this gay man from Brooklyn would do anything to protect his boyfriend. And it's so funny. He's like wheeling him down the hallway and there's like swinging doors. He goes, watch your toes, Jakey. And like shoves him into the door. He goes, I'm upset. I'm really upset. upset. Watch your toes, Jake. I'm upset. This is the funniest thing that's ever happened. Like, we needed some levity, and they said, here you go. <laughs> Truly, they said, this, like, extremely Brooklynite man. Watch your toes. Extremely Brooklynite. I'm upset. I'm really upset. <laughs> so funny. God damn it. That's hilarious. Uh, like, I'm sorry. It was just, like, the gayest they've been the whole movie. He's like, I'm like, like, he, like, almost, like, he practically carries him princess style <laughs> yeah. out of there. You know what I mean? Like, over the fucking, like, like, bridal carry over the door hinge. What do you call that thing? The threshold? That's it, thank you. <laughs> I was like the door jam. That's not right either. Um, so he's like, ba- he takes him back to his like chiropractic office. Is that, is that, is that word? Chiropractic, probably office. That's probably what I yeah. <laughs> um, but he's like, am I dying, Louis? And he's like, from a slip disc? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's gonna be okay. But he's like, no, it's all pain. Yeah. He's like, let me tell you something. <laughs> He, because Jake says to him, like, I was in hell. And so Louis begins talking about Meister Eckhart, Eckhart. Um, and he quotes Eckhart on hell. Um, and he says, the only thing that burns in hell is the part of you that won't let go of your life. Your memories, your attachments, they burn them all away. But they're not punishing you, he said. They're freeing your soul. So if you're frightened of dying and you're holding on, you'll see devils tearing your life away. But if you've made your peace, then the devils are really angels freeing you from the earth. Whoa. Yeah, which like interesting and philosophical and also wild when you learn that that came from the 1400s. I was like, damn, we were getting agnostic real early, huh? Chills. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, like equal parts like extremely grim and extremely hopeful you know what i mean yeah because yeah like if you are dying if you are dead there's not much you can do about that you know right right and it's like if you fight against it you're just going to experience more pain Uh, um it's so fascinating this movie's really good i'm sad okay no literally yeah oh man so he's like he's like adjusting um he's adjusting Jacob and then he like gets him on his back on the little table and like swivels it upright. He's like you're going to be able to walk. Like you you're going to be able to do it on your own. He's like really? He's like yeah. And he doesn't. He's like oh my god. Like I did it. And he goes Slay hallelujah. Mama. And it's like hmm remember earlier when he said it was like he was an angel? Hmm. <laughs> Something like, I don't know. Said I think it was a piece of IMDb trivia and I wish I had had enough time today to properly look into this, but someone was saying that when you look at Jake's dog tags, you can see that he is Jewish. And that well, yes. would be so fascinating. <laughs> I know, a I movie think it is about I remember. hell. And Jewish yeah. people don't have that. Yeah, that is crazy. This is a movie about like a Jewish man in hell. That's insane. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's fucked. That's so scary. <laughs> hmm, why do we do that, guys? <laughs> I, I didn't notice that. I just read that on IMDb, so I don't No, because once you said it, I was like, I thought his dog tag said he was Jewish, but I was like, I didn't notice, and then I kind of kept going. And I like I am I was raised Catholic. I don't know a ton about Judaism, so I didn't sit there and think about it very hard. You know what I mean? I just mean? know they don't have hell. Because I remember like talking to one of my friends in like, high school who was Jewish, is Jewish, 
um, about like hell. And I was like, well then like, what, like if you're a bad Jew, where do you go? And she was like, not to hell. (laughs) Go off. We just don't go to hell. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. I'm like, that sounds better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sounds a little less fucked up actually. (laughs) Like we aren't threatened by hellfire if we misbehave. I'm like, that's really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's nice. Seems kind of (laughs) good. But yeah, because right immediately after this, um, Jacob goes home and he's like looking through um, like he's like a little like cigar box of like the things and keepsakes and his dog tags are in there where I do think it does say he's Jewish, which is really fascinating. fascinating. Um, And then he like is finding like old bullets and like. Like, a, like photos of him and the guys and his honorable discharge um, and like his like degree, his PhD. Um, and he finds a little note from Jed and from Gabe. It's so cute. It's really cute. It's um, like, please come home from the war, dad. But he's thinking about Gabe, um, which leads to us like learning in no uncertain terms how Gabe died. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, this is really fucking brutal. They splatter Macaulay Culkin on the pavement. <laughs> they really do. He's basically like, shit. A, this, like sweet little boy and he's got his little bike and he drops some baseball cards and he like goes to pick him up. And like, it's again, it's like that thing with the jump scare where you're like, oh, maybe it's not going to happen. And then it just like, because I think we like almost, we cut back yeah. I think, to like the box a little more and then it cuts a really abruptly um, into just like, I don't know if we see the body. I didn't you catch don't. the body. It's, it's just, down. to be clear, it's just like the car wheels running over the bike and there's like blood on it. Yeah. But Extremely it, brutal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not the most gory thing, but really fucking awful. And uh, speaking of jump scares, so yeah. Jacob's having a little cry over this and he sees what appears to be Gabe like skipping down the hallway in the reflection of like the door mirror. Mm-hmm. And so he like, leans in to angle it to like get a closer look at it and there is a head shaker jump scare that scared the fucking shit out of me yeah i almost shat my pants on i was one. it got me so bad it's so oh it's startling. terrifying because <laughs> we just had one there we was just, just a jump scare and oh my god like where'd that little boy go and then you're like it's like you're like leaning in to get a better look and then right head shakers right fucking there and like screaming so loud it's yeah so scary it's like, hmm, you may be wondering, why is there all that shit on their bathroom <laughs> mirror? Like, what is all that? But there's no time to worry about it because there's a fucking head shaker. And then Jez comes home and she's like, hey, like, what the fuck? And he's like, what? And she's like, where have you been? It's been two days. He's like, oh, I was in the hospital. And she's like, what hospital? I called every hospital in the city. And he doesn't entirely believe that it's really her given recent events like she walks in he's on guard he's like what's going on who are you what's up (laughs) literally um but before like there's time for there to really be anything going on with that the phone rings and he's like don't answer that i'm not here you didn't see me you haven't seen me in days yeah um so she answers the phone and they're like hey um is jacob singer there and she's like who is that i haven't seen him in days like she says exactly (laughs) what he tells her to which i love um but the guy keeps talking and he's like no like listen like I was in Vietnam and she's like you were in Vietnam and he's like and I was doing experiments and she's like experiments and he's like give me the phone <laughs> he grabs one he's like hello <laughs> and like I was so sure this was gonna be a trap me by too because this guy is like 
hi like i was in vietnam like between 63 and 68 or something and mm-hmm. like i was in like the chemical warfare division yeah. can you please meet me at 128th on the west side highway by a coffee truck i'm like yeah so you're getting murdered and jesse asks him to please not go and he's like no don't worry about it it'll be fine uh, and <laughs> so he goes he meets this man who you may recognize as the man who like pulled him away from the exploding car because that's on the phone he's like how will i recognize you and he's like oh you know me like don't worry you may also recognize him from x-men first class this is the guy his name is <laughs> matt craven he plays uh director mccall and he's great and i love him there you go anyway, sorry go ahead <laughs> he says to him i've been tracking you for a long time come with me to a private location and he does, does. inspire confidence <laughs> yeah and okay we're about to get a lot of info right here yes we are so this man was a chemist and he was mm-hmm. arrested for making lsd and he was told that all the charges would be dropped if he went to Vietnam for two years and he wouldn't have to fight, he would be working in the chemical warfare division. <laughs> I don't know what you He's call like that. He'd be in a lab. He wouldn't see action. Right. Cause they are working on creating a drug to increase the aggressive tendencies in American soldiers. And this drug is called the ladder. Um, he has so many great lines in this, like, they're just, or both of them do in this little segment, because he's like, I was in Rikers, like, I figured, like, I'd been in, like, I'd been in prison for a couple hours, and I figured Nam couldn't be much worse, and, um, and Jake shows how little you knew, like, there's so many, like, good little, like, not like zingers, you know, but, like, Mm -hmm. just good little, like, pithy good lines, um, but he says, he's like, you know, like, this isn't just, like, street drugs, like, we were, like, like isolating things and making like the worst thing we possibly could. He goes, bad trips do not compare to the fury of the ladder. Oh, that is so scary. So they did a series of experiments and they tested on monkeys first. I couldn't believe that. Rage they monkeys. infected the monkeys with rage. <laughs> and then so they moved on to human trials in which they used prisoners of war and gave them yeah. the drug, and they basically just, like, tore each other apart was the... Yeah, they, like, locked them in, like, a courtyard. Or yeah. Like, it was, like, gladiator warfare, like, horrific. And so, like, okay, yeah, let's give this to our soldiers in just, like, tiny doses. I I'm know. sure they'll be fine. And that same exact thing that just happened won't happen to them. Right. Um, <sighs> Yeah, so it's, like... God, sorry. Another thing he says, he goes, it's a fast trip straight down the ladder, right to the primal fear, the base anger. I'm like, I just, oh, the way they describe it all is so like poetic and horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy, Michael, is like really horrified by everything he saw. Yeah. And like, he was like, and like, I, you know, I don't, I don't think he or the movie or any of us are meant to pardon him for what he's done, but he's like, yeah, I like made this thing. And then I watched people like fucking kill each other. And like, I didn't know humans could do that to one another. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, so we used it on a test battalion and that was yours. He was like, he was like, I think he says like an infinitesimal, infinitesimal dose. Or something. They like slipped a tiny, 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 tiny amount into their food, yeah. which is terrifying. Like yeah. they use like the biggest word to mean small, which means it's so small. Because they knew that this like big offensive wave was coming and they didn't think that this battalion was aggro enough. So they slipped it into their food. 
and which is like fascinating too though sorry go ahead but like the whole thing with the vietnam war is that like guys like just didn't want to fight in a lot of cases mm-hmm. that's like you know the you thing about like people they would just like fire up into the trees because they like didn't want to hit anyone yeah and it's like so you can get drafted and then you can like on your own try to refuse to do things that you think are immoral and then they will drug you and make you do them yeah and like that's real that happened <laughs> like not in this exact set of events you know but it's like they were really doing that to people sorry <laughs> you've been like i'm upset it's like yeah no shit but it's, <laughs> it's just a lot yeah we don't like the vietnam war yeah to be clear so he tells him what happened that night that night that none of them can remember and he tells him this is so fucking horrifying he tells him that that fight wasn't with the enemy they were just yeah, like fighting each other the attack came like he was like, oh, yeah, there was that big attack. He's like, yeah, a couple days later. And he's yeah. like, what? You guys all just killed each other. You tore each other apart with no discrimination. You just went at each other. That's the way he like drops it on him. And he was like, and your battalion had the highest kill count, just not the way we intended. Yeah. Um, which is so fucking. And he's like describing like, he's like, I've never seen bodies so mutilated. Me I'm like, either. okay, <laughs> Michael, let's pump the brakes on that one. Maybe we stop telling him all this. That was a show him the opening scene of this movie. That was crazy. <laughs> Literally. He's like, I'm sorry. Like I had to find you. I feel responsible. Like the ladder was my baby. Mm-hmm. And like, we finally get the flashback of him being stabbed with the bayonet. And it's like one of the guys, yeah. not one of the guys who's here now. I don't think, but mm-hmm. one of the guys that we saw earlier um, from the unit, which is, so fucked and he basically just like runs out of the alleyway and hails a cab yeah he's like cool thanks yeah he's like okay that was awful thank you for letting me know (laughs) good night it's like the fucking thing thanks i hate it yeah um but hilariously he like hails a cab and he's like getting in and the guy's like where are you going he's like brooklyn he goes not with me you're not (laughs) and they had to make a rule they had to make a rule that was because that used to happen to my mom and i all the time we'd go to manhattan for like a special trip and we tried to take a cab home and they'd be like brooklyn no (laughs) and they would like either like lock the door or they would sit there until you got out it was hilarious so now they have to take you anywhere which is also not great (laughs) um anyway that made me laugh i was like oh i remember that shit (laughs) um but he's like kind of drifting off in the backseat of the cab. He's like, listen, I ha- this is all the money I have in my pockets. Please just take me home. And the guy's got like rosary beads and they're kind of like dangling around. And that's, I think that's when we see him flash back to his mm-hmm. friend um, that bayoneted him, which is not a great thing to see. <laughs> so he arrives at his destination and we quickly see like, this is not his home. It is very yeah. fancy. And there's a doorman there who greets him like so warmly and is like, oh, it's been such a long time since we've seen you. And so you're like, okay, this is this is Sarah's apartment. Yeah. And sure enough, he goes up into her uh, apartment building and he's like calling out for her and his kids. I'm like, dude, it is the middle of the night. <laughs> you're going to scare the shit out of them. But interestingly, it also looks like they have like left the apartment really abruptly. There's mm-hmm. like homework lying out and like half eaten food. Yeah. And like there's not flies around or anything, but it's like what what it's just like, happened here? Like you wouldn't go to bed with like a half eaten plate of dinner on the no, table. Exactly. I God, I um, hope you don't. Oh my god, I have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So he just like sits down on a couch, like somewhere in the apartment. He's kinda like facing the windows, and we hear in voiceover the thing that Louis told him. Like, if you're frightened of dying, you're going to see devils tearing your life away. But if you've made peace with it, you will see angels freeing you from the earth. Um, And 
he like turns and looks into the hallway because he hears a little like music box toy playing and there's little baby Gabe holding his toy and like I fucking shit you not theater people he goes Gabe Gabriel (laughs) and Gabe goes hi dad that's funny that's literally how next normal ends that's crazy that's That's not funny um but like in the way that that's like insane it's also like oh my god ow I want to die because like you may be getting to the point here (laughs) right right and it's just like so cute he says hi dad so sweetly and smiles at him and then Jake like walks over to the stairs to like touch him like see if he's real and he just like sits on the stairs and like drops his like head into Gabe's lap and mm-hmm. he is an enormous man his head is like as big as Macaulay Culkin's body and Macaulay's like trying to wrap his arms around him he's like rubbing his back but he could only get like an arm around his head because he's so yeah. tiny and he's so big and he's like telling him he's like it's okay and like rubbing his back oh my god and in like I it's either now or when he was sitting on the couch but we're like getting little flashes throughout mm-hmm. um like throughout his whole life throughout Jacob's whole life of like like before the babies and like when they had the kids and like taking them on trips and like all the boys like posing together for a photo and you hear like a heartbeat slowing down and then uh. we get one little less thump and he like looks up at Gabe and Gabe goes come on let's go up <laughs> and they like hold hands and they walk up this like very brightly lit staircase walk right into that really bright light that's his little angel and yeah. once he goes fully into the light, we see Jake on, like, a military operating table, come, like, bled out. And there's doctors over him. They say he's gone. And they say that he looks really peaceful now, but, like, he put up a hell of a fight. I have goosebumps everywhere. <laughs> Man, that shit is genius. And the doctors are, like, walking out of the tent and fucking uh, Sunny Boy is playing. Uh- that's a good ass movie man come on because that's like the best way to be like actually do you know what i mean to be like to be like it was all a dream he was dead the whole time like that's good like that's yeah that's a good way to do it and like ptsd is hell yep like yep. We, we watched him like dying the whole movie was him dying that's it's yeah oh, i have chills i have goosebumps fucking incredible it's so good <laughs> it's so fucking good dude. it's so good that's the end of the movie yeah <laughs> Final thoughts on Jacob's Ladder? This movie is so fucking good. I love this movie. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's just like nice to have like also a consistent, I don't know. Like he's just a very good main character. He's great. You just yeah. like him. You just like him. You're smitten with him. Yeah. He's just good. He's just perfect. <laughs> oh man. This movie fucking rocks. Yay. Jacob's Ladder. Um, <laughs> pretty scary i was pretty scared watching this movie um what this is when i'm like yeah this probably was the 21st scariest movie moment of all time oh yeah what do you think the bravo tv network chose Mm. as the 21st scariest movie moment of all time i'm really fucking torn and if it's not one of these two i'm gonna eat my like (laughs) whole arm off it's a scary movie like there's a lot of options i feel like um, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna choose um like hell hospital blood feet on the floor people on the ceiling Mm-mm-mm. time. Okay, is that the party? Yes! It's the dance 
yes <laughs> okay that's yes, see, that is. was my scariest movie moment the party was the party just made me more scared the- that feels like a tough one for me. it's like the dance scene specifically yeah. like the tentacle business with jesse yeah yeah, yeah. that i was worried that would be a tough one because i don't i it's hard because the whole movie just no, makes me feel unwell <laughs> That was just like the dancing really freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, because that's just because like it's giving turn. me the sensory experience. Also, you know what I mean? It's like so much, it is loud and stroby and freaky. So much of this movie, we're just like with Jacob and like feeling yes. like him, and that doesn't feel good. <laughs> no, but it's fucking God. It's so effective. Um, in this segment of the special, Elizabeth Pena, who played Jesse, <gasps> is there to talk about it. I feel bad for talking shit. I do love her. She's just mean sometimes. (laughs) And she talks about how she invited 50 of her friends to the screening and how it was like such a varied reaction. She said like (laughs) some of them were like pissed off at the movie, like angry at the movie. They were like, (laughs) why did you make me watch that? Yep. Some were just like really like tripped out, like about the like philosophical implications of it all. And that some were just like really moved and crying. And I think that's nice. I love that. Um, that's what good art does. It's fucking, you get a very, one of those three things. Response. <laughs> oh, those are the three things you can be angry, tripped out or sad. <laughs> yes. Um, there's Perhaps a lot of three. film critics. Again, we're talking about how like the movie is so unsettling in its uncertainty, like mm-hmm. e- even not just like not knowing what's real, but like not knowing what kind of movie it is. Like, you're, like yeah. is this a war movie? Is this a drug movie? Is this like a supernatural horror movie? And it's kind yeah. of all of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is like the same thing with the scene itself. Like it's hard to tell like if she's being right. attacked, if she's like becoming the creature, yeah. if she's enjoying it. Like, it's all just so unsettling and upsetting. I think my brain was just like, we just need that to be fun for now, okay? Yeah. Because <laughs> I would also be upset if my girlfriend was suddenly monster fucking in front of me. Right. I would probably telling me. maybe fall on the floor and scream. <laughs> uh, yeah. And of course, everyone who is present in the special does the head shake. <laughs> sure, sure. You have to. You have to. Everyone's going. <laughs> Did the Coors Light twins do it? No, they weren't there. We were robbed. I know. I want to see those bitches affectionate do that. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's fucking awesome. Good movie. Hey, Riley. Hi, Tara. What movie are we watching next week? Okay. (laughs) I'm a little scared. (laughs) Oh, no. I've never seen this movie next week. Ah! We're watching a movie from the year 2002. Oh, boy. Directed by Gore Verbinski. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. No, that's one of the parts of the Caribbean dudes. Well, it's called The Ring. (gasps) (laughs) No fucking way. Like, I'm so sorry. My toes are curled. I'm so sorry to tell you we're watching The Ring. Did you see? Well, we're going to. So that was nice. That was a nice podcast. Uh, We're all going to (laughs) die. Scared. Did, did you hear the way my like voice stopped? Yeah. I didn't even have a full gasp. I just like I don't want choked to. to death. I don't want to watch oh, it. Oh my god. Well that's didn't you get a copy of the ring and there was something fucked up in there that somebody left? I did I have you? it. I have it. I don't I don't even know if it was like on purpose because I got it at like a thrift store. Yeah, yeah. A used DVD copy and I bought it and I got home and there was just like a Polaroid picture of a woman like sitting in the backseat of a car and like it's likely just like a very normal candid photo that was taken right. you know but it being in my copy of the ring that I bought at the thrift store scared me so bad that I never watched it uh, fair <laughs> I bought that I like two either. years ago and I was like no 
<laughs> no, yeah, nor should you. And oh I my god, I'm so about fucking it. Scared. And it went like semi viral, yeah. and like strangers on the internet were messaging me, being like, "You're gonna die," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, like that's enough. No, that sucked. That made me so mad. I hated that. That was scary. I'm scared of this fucking movie. I'm, no, literally. If this is the movie about how if you watch the movie, you fucking <laughs> you know, die. I don't want to watch it. Okay. If you're unfamiliar with The Ring, I'll read the plot synopsis now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the movie where if you watch the movie, you die. Okay. It sounded like just another urban legend, a videotape filled with nightmarish images leading to a phone call for telling the viewers death in exactly seven days. As a newspaper reporter, Rachel Keller was naturally skeptical of the story until four teenagers all met with mysterious deaths exactly one week after watching just such a tape. Allowing her investigative curiosity to get the better of her, Rachel tracks down the video and watches it. Now she has just seven days to unravel the mystery of the ring. Hmm. I'm scared. Verbinski? I don't want to die. Me neither. <sighs> I haven't seen Ted Lasso season two yet. <laughs> I or can't three. die. <laughs> oh my God. We'll be fine. A lot of people watch this movie. That's so true. People made that movie. Well, if you want to check us out next week to make sure we're still alive, please do. (laughs) We're afraid. I'm Um, scared. Literally. No, I'm literally scared. Check back in seven days. Yeah. um, Follow us at Fright Your Life on Twitter and Instagram. And follow our individual Twitters at uh, Riley Cassidy One and at Tara Elwood. Just to make sure we survive (laughs) watching The Ring. And join us next week as we try to give you the fright, the fright of, of your, your life. life. Ooh. Ooh.